The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome. Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed. To the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday... <coughs> Whoa, excuse me. Thursday morning. I don't know what happens. This is right when you start talking. Everything's fine. You start talking, stuff throat i don't know what what the issue is there and my cough button's way over here so apologize for that <laughs> anyway if you'd like to check us out online please do so sons of liberty radio.com and also sons of liberty media.com if you're listening by way of red state talk radio and you would like to join us on the video portion of the radio show so right you can see the faces made for radio head over to sons of liberty media.com scroll down right side of the page and we are streaming live there you can you know enlarge that <clears throat> blow up in your TV, your computer, your phone, whatever the case may be. And then be sure to click on 
the platform icon. Join us in there in the chat. We got a lot of friends in there this morning. Great to see all you guys excited. <laughs> I tell you, very for the most part, very positive always when we come in here. Even though we have to deal with some bad news, you know, we are not those. And I don't know what brought that on. We are not those who succumb to fear. We are not here to preach gloom and doom. Yes, we may have to deal with some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got the Delta variant, right? The Delta Scariant. That's what I've got. The Delta Scariant. Uh, <clears throat> and we're casting away all fear because perfect love casts out fear, the Bible tells us. So we're to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourself. And when we do that, then we can cast out all fear. And so while we're talking about some things that may seem scary and such, there's no doubt that we have a message of hope here at the Sons of Liberty. Now, right above that, where we're streaming live, is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, you can catch it uh, up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central today. And then he will be live in the area that is right above where we're streaming live on SonsLibertyMedia.com. By the way, we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com top of the page we are on uh, roku under cutting edge tv we're also on dlive.tv at the sons of liberty and we're on twitch you need to look up news tycoon uh so we're on there as well and uh of course we post to a lot of other outlets gab tv just look up my name tim brown and you'll find gab tv there my channel uh, a friend of mine decided to pay for the 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 pro membership there so uh, very kind to do that. So we're we're utilizing everywhere we can put it out, uh, Brideon and uh, uh, Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. So just want to let you guys know we are in a lot of places. In fact, we're on Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble right now, uh, streaming live there as well. Finally, if you agree with our message, you would like to support us in that. Uh, we never ask you for money, but we just say we have needs. There's a donate button at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Click on that, and you can make a one-time donation if you're on the video platforms. That link is in your video description. If you want to say, hey, I want, I've got a, you know, $10 or something that I want to help you with, or I've got $100, whatever the case may be, that link is also in your video description. So whatever platform you're on, it should be in that video description. Just click on that same thing. Also, you can partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. That's our monthly partners. That's also at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. And then our store is available with lots of products in there. This week we are highlighting... <clears throat> Bradley's My War comic book. It's the it's his testimony, actually. It was illustrated by former DC Comics artist Danny Bulanati. And uh, here again is Bradley telling you a little bit about this particular comic book that we're offering, especially this week. My War, my brand new comic book, which brings you through my life story. Not only does it include my testimonial but also analogies that apply to all. Easy to understand that even a child could comprehend. My war is my story, my findings, and most importantly, not how bad I was, but how good God is in Jesus Christ. And letting the world see what God can and will do through a fatherless child. Included with the comic book is the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, the Bill of Rights, as well as a follow-along test from the five-part documentary, My War. To order, go to youcanruninternational.com. That's youcanruninternational.com. 
All right, and not only do, can you go there, but you can go to sonslibertymedia.com. You can head over there, click on the store, and uh, the My War comic book is there. This week through Saturday at midnight, we are offering this for 10% off. If you use the promo code Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-E, if you use that in checkout when you order the book, and you can order as many as you want, get 10% off all of them. It's high quality. It's a it's not a floppy comic book like you normally see in you know a comic book store. This is one that's it's the paper's really thick. It's almost like it's a uh, a hard paperback kind of book. I know that sounds kind of weird, but if you when you get it in your hands, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, it's a pretty solid book. You can pick that up again in the store through Saturday night at midnight. When you use uh, promo code Bradley, you get 10% off of that. Okay, so uh, be sure and do that. Now, today we got a lot of stuff. And I I, <clears throat> I told uh, uh, Suzanne this morning, I said, I, I, you know, at the most I can give like 30 minutes overtime if we have to go overtime uh, because we're going to be bringing on An- Dr. Andrew Kaufman again and uh, talking about something. We may even cover this instead of what I had planned to talk about with Dr. Kaufman. So we'll see what happens with that. But in any case... Uh, it's my privilege this morning to welcome to the, back to the Sons of Liberty, uh, one of our contributors at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. She has been contributing on sites that I've edited for for a number of years. And in fact, she was one of my first consistent uh, contributors back, going back, I don't know, 2013, 2014, something like that. She goes under the, na- the pen name of Suzanne Hamner, and she's also a, a, a registered nurse. She's not, I don't think you're practicing now, but I, I'll, I'll let you explain a little bit of that. But welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Suzanne. Thanks, Tim. Glad to be here. Yep. Great to have you with us. And uh, <clears throat> now this week has been sort of a roller coaster on this whole approval thing. Some of the things, you know, I spoke about on, I think it was Monday, I spoke about it prior to the quote-unquote approval. Then I spoke in the afternoon based on that, but I wasn't really focused so much on on whether it was being approved or not. My point was the direction we're going. We're we're drawing the judgment of of God nigh into us. We've we've already we're in the midst of it anyway. But now we're looking at bringing it to our own front doors because we haven't dealt with the criminals who are in authority right now. We've we've let them go. We've you know said our mom, our your mama joke is better than yours. Uh, we want to point the finger at all their crimes, but we don't want to do anything about it. And so now we're in this situation <clears throat> to where the FDA has come out, and they've said, we're giving full approval here. Uh, I even went back and, you know, corrected some of the things that, that I did. Um, this is the article that I did for that. The devil's at the FDA and the Mockingbird Media pulled a fast one. The Pfizer shot is not fully approved. And and I, so I, I, you know, you've been doing some research on this, and I said, why don't you come on and <laughs> give us some of this information? Because you're a person who's looked at this stuff in in the past as a as a nurse. You've looked at it in the past. You've seen these things. You and I are talking even this morning, and you're like, I've never seen anything like what they're doing right now. Can you kind of walk us through some of the things that are throwing up red flags for you? And it's not just you. There's other doctors, other nurses who are who are questioning the same thing. Oh, sure. I mean, the and you, you got to remember, there's there's two letters. There's one that says yes, we approved this, and it's given to BioNTech, which is out of Mainz, Germany. You've got this big letter that 
that says, yes, we've approved this, and it goes through all of this. Then you get another letter that's sent to Pfizer that says, well, we approved this under the brand name Comirnaty, but what's going on now, because there's not enough vials of Comirnaty, is we're going to keep this under emergency use authorization. It's basically speaking out of kind of both sides of the mouth, and I'll tell you why. is because when you look at the ingredients of Pfizer that was sent out on the patient uh, information sheet, then you look at the ingredients that they list on the package insert, they're the same. But you, when you start digging into this, you find out there were actually two formulas at uh, Pfizer BioNTech. And I'm just going to multiply and put them together. Uh, one was the uh, BNT162B1. Then there was the BNT162B2. Well, what they've been putting out and what they've been saying that we've been getting in this emergency use authorization is BNT162B2. But they actually were trialing two, and the only difference was the amount of, I guess, what, what you want to say, mRNA adjuvant that was in these, the soup. I want to call it, uh, that's all I could call it, is, is, is a soup. Um, but early on, they said, well, the B1 is not giving us exactly what we want, so we'll go to the B2. Well, and when you read the approval letter, because there's just there, there's just a bunch of red flags, especially when you see that Pfizer has 14 days from the time they say they approved it to give them consistent vials. And what consistency means is everything in those vials has to test out the same. There can be no deviation, and if there is, there has to be something sent to um, the CBER, the, and we'll get into who that is. Uh, so there's just a lot of red flags on this. And when you're looking at the studies, you, you've got a study in here that for myocarditis and pericarditis, which is what we're seeing um, in you know, young children now that they have started trying to push this on our kids. Uh, they deferred that study. Why? I mean, when you're talking about myocarditis and pericarditis in young children, that's very serious. But they've deferred that study. They've deferred it, and they can they have a certain amount of time to get that. All that's in the approval letter. And you're like, why? Why would you do that when this is what you're seeing? And there were several other sources that came out that 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 are kind of questioning the same thing. And Dr. Jane Ruby questioned it when she was on with Stu Peters and even mentioned uh, in that interview with Stu Peters that up to 50% of people may could have gotten placebos. We don't know. We don't know what they're getting because the consistency has not really been evaluated. We don't know. Yeah, let's take time here because, you know, we've had Dr. Ruby on the show as well. And uh, one of the things I want to do is we've got the video here that uh, she did with uh, Stu Peters. How about we play that just a little bit to, and it, it's about 20 minutes long, but I, I think it's probably important 
to have her bring some of that information in because this is the stuff that we're kind of questioning. And I even in my my follow up article, I'm kind of sitting here going, this is really confusing because when I did the follow up, I put the FDA phone conversation that uh, Woodcock and uh, the other guy were having together. And then I put the letter that they give. Then there's a link to the FDA approval, and it's it's like the FDA approval on the site looks like it's a full approval, the way they write it and everything. But then you've got this emergency use authorization stuff that's coming in there, and that's causing a problem. And by the way, I'm noticing for some reason, and look, guys, I reset my computer and everything – uh, my system is being taxed big time. I don't. I really don't know what's going on there. This shouldn't be happening. But in any case, let me play a little bit of this, and uh, you know, you stop it. You stop me if you say there's something else that we've we've got going on here that we need to co- comment on. Okay. Okay. All right. Here here is here's that interview. It's continuing to promote death and tragedy in American families across the nation. Dr. Jean Ruby is joining us now on this FDA approval. This is unprecedented. Stu, this is a day that will live in infamy, I swear. This is what I've been waiting for for all these months. What I'm holding in my hand here is what we call the prescriber's information or the package insert. And I've explained that document many times on your show. Uh, This document is supposed to contain all the key details from the study, the pharmacokinetics, how the drug behaves, where it goes, how the body eliminates it, uh, all the safety data. This document is so paltry, I I have to tell you, in my estimation, the FDA itself has violated its own federal regs. And in in that situation, to me, this is an illegal approval. And the FDA is committing crimes. Let me explain why I say that. First of all, they approved this. Go ahead. All right. Um, What she's talking about is the, um, and and that's why I sent you a... um, Example from the PDR, that is what normally a, what you would find a package insert would look like. If you, uh, the PDR is online, uh, it's got uh, PDR.net. You can take that, look up a drug, and this one just happens to be Finnergan or what we call promethazine. Uh, and it tells you, it even shows you this one has a boxed warning on it. But when you go down through it, it tells you everything that you need to know about this drug. It goes through pharmacokinetics. And in the, um, I want to say in the, because I've, I've got one here. But when you, when you have the hard copy of that uh, PDR, you'll, you'll sometimes get a chemical. It'll show you the chemical um, matrix. You'll, you'll have a little picture where it diagrams the uh, chemical compound for you. This package insert doesn't even read like that. I, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. There is, there's really no pharmacokinetics in here. They, and Suzanne, it, can, I mean, let me let me interject. Look this at thing, this. Yeah, this, this thing is, is like a book. This is not like you know you can unfold this in you know a small little thing like a, a little mm-hmm. bit of instructions for. You know how to mm-hmm. take something. Whatever this thing is, literally like a book. I mean, I'm just scrolling down, and if people notice who are watching, I'm not even a quarter of the way down. And look at all the information that's been on here. This is this is part of informed consent, is it not, Suzanne? Yes, it is. And they haven't been giving that to people who've been given the shot. There is no way that they vaccinated 
even a portion, a fraction of the people that they vax or shot, give give them a shot uh, without giving them all this information because this wasn't even in on the, the package insert has been blank and it says intentionally left blank. That's right. And then what they did send to the uh, FDA. And I want you to, if you could pull that up so, so you'll know what Dr. Ruby which, is Hang on, which, about. which one are you talking about? <clears throat> the package insert that they, that community that they approved, okay. the FDA sent. Um, um, I'm, I'm looking for which one that is. Uh, because all, I, I don't have them as a specific thing, so I'm, I'm looking for... Which thing you're talking uh, about that they did? I, and I don't have mine pulled oh, up. Oh, the community. Okay, I see. I, community. I is this it mm-hmm. here? That is it. Okay, now this is 20 pages in a PDF. It, it's not even in a PDF. This is just the little type-up sheet they sent. But scroll through there, and you will see the difference. Look at this. You, you see the difference. Yeah, there's no way that this is even close. Close to that. And and this is a different kind of shot. This is an mRNA mRNA shot. This is not a a historically defined vaccine. In fact, they keep using that term, and I keep saying, who is going to bring a lawsuit against them for using the term vaccine when it doesn't meet the medical definition for that? Exactly. And and even Dr. Uh, Robert... Uh, Malone has brought up that they just about admit that it's gene therapy based on the studies that are ongoing and the years that it's taking for the studies on myocarditis and pericarditis. Okay. All right. Which is five to 15 years. Okay. Okay. So do we want to continue? You're mentioning Dr. Malone. Do we want to play that short clip uh, a couple of minutes or do we want to go back to Dr. Jane Ruby here to get some Let's play the short clip of Dr. Malone and then we'll finish up with, with Dr. Ruby. But I wanted everybody to see what you would normally see that would yep. be a package insert, which is contained usually in, in the PDR. And it's when you open that big sheet up, that's what you're going to get. And then this package insert that they absolutely sent to the FDA, which is nowhere near that. Nowhere okay. near that. Okay, now this is uh, Dr. Robert Malone. He is on uh, the war room here, and let's hear what he has to say. Dr. Malone, I'm a simple guy. Uh, I'm confused because of what CNBC and everybody's running around with Pfizer, 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 Pfizer. When you look at the letters the way you've broken them apart, these two letters, they've actually, and I want to go back to what you said about the data. There's really no data, but they've authorized the use of a vaccine does that vaccine currently <laughs> exist if i want to walk down not that i'll do it but if i want to walk down to the doctor and get the vaccine can i actually get the one that quote unquote has this kind of sketchy shady fda approval is that available right now to the best of your knowledge sir it's absolutely not available so the the little trick that they've done here is they have issued two separate letters for two separate vaccines The Pfizer vaccine, which is what is currently available, is still under emergency use authorization, and it still has the liability shield. Once again, the mainstream media has lied to you. I'm sorry to say that. I know it's a shock to this worship. But the the product that's licensed is the BioNTech product, which is substantially similar but not necessarily identical. It's called uh, Comirnaty. I think that's how it's pronounced. And it's not yet available. They haven't started manufacturing it or labeling it. And uh, that's the one that the liability waiver will no longer apply to. So the one that's actually licensed is not yet available. 
And when it does become available, it will no longer have the liability shield. In the interim, the one that does have the liability shield is the Pfizer product, and that's what's currently available, and it's still under emergency use authorization. So that's no change. Okay. The press has just not done their work and figured out what's actually yeah. going on here. Fine, but that's where we have geniuses like you. I just want to make sure I, I, something's clear to the audience. And we're, we're, look, we're trying to be fair to the FDA and this whole process, the CCP virus. Um, the emergency use authorization as it currently stands by the FDA for Pfizer does not allow its use for children under 16. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. The, this, uh, the, the, the overall blanket uh, approval for the, uh, for, the, for the other one, for BioNTech or whatever it's called, the one that's not fully done yet, does that include, is the way you read it, that does not include uh, a full FDA authorization until at least 2023 or 2024 when these other studies are, are completed, correct? That's the way I read it. That seems to be the way it's written. And by the way, in terms of the timelines, I just wanted to go back to that. Um, there's a statement that the BLA acknowledges, so that's the, the, the license for uh, um, the BioNTech product. Here's the language. The BLA acknowledges long-term myocardial issues with a five-year follow-up, which is consistent with the lower range of long-term follow-up for gene therapy products. It appears that, that banging on them that they haven't applied the gene therapy checklist may have succeeded, and they appear to now, without acknowledging it, being starting to apply the requirements that are applied for gene therapy products. But, but in terms of the cardiac issues, they acknowledge that the myocardial issues will require a five-year follow-up. But once this, is, once this is in place, can the, the FDA would then have to come back and issue an emergency use authorization for, this, for the second one for children, correct? That's clearly not done right now. Is that correct? <clears throat> I, I would imagine that what they will do is an emergency use authorization for the pediatric population for Pfizer. So that will keep Pfizer indemnified because that's something that Pfizer has been seeking in all of their worldwide contracts with other governments is full indemnification. They will not sell you vaccine unless you waive liability if you're a government head of state or whatever. So that's the I'll, Pfizer position is we don't want to own the liability here. And, you know, that, that raises the question, what is it they're so scared about? If these are fully safe vaccines, why does Pfizer believe that it has to have liability protection? That's exactly, that's exactly the question that I have over all of this is, yes. uh, you know, what other company are, are we giving? Oh, Lord, this guy's talking. Okay. So what other company are we giving, you know, some kind of protection that, hey, um, you know, they're wanting to I make the illustration. They're wanting to go after gun manufacturers. And guys, if you don't see the connection to USMCA and the lawsuit that's being pushed by Mexico against American gun um, makers, you're not paying attention to what's going on. So what they want to do is they want to hold gun manufacturers responsible for what criminals do with their product. It's kind of like me holding, um, you know, a fork maker responsible because some guy across the street decides to stab his wife with a fork. Well, it's not the fork's fault. It's not the manufacturer's fault. It's the guy who did its fault. Well, here you've got a, you know, and if, if you or I were to use a weapon, let's say we had a, a, a rifle that we were using or a handgun and we used it. And the first time we used it, it blew apart. It 
knocked out our eye, it cut up our face or any of this stuff, guess who's going to be responsible for that? The gun manufacturer. Why? Because they've got a faulty product. Not because I've got a wicked heart and go kill people, but they've got a faulty product and they could be held liable for that. Well, why in the world is are people at any level given any protection when they are manufacturing, they're doing all this R&D that they say they're doing, they're doing all these different studies and stuff, and they know, and they tell you they know, this can this can cause these things, you know, up to 400 adverse side effects, including death. We know it does that, but we're going to market it anyway. We're going to put it out there to the public. Doesn't matter if it's one person, 10 persons, or or we go up into over 12,000 now. We're still going to put it out, and government, the corrupt government, uh, with along with unconstitutional agencies like the FDA and the CDC, push this stuff on the people. How in the world can 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 these these unconstitutional agencies and the big pharma companies not be held liable? Them writing a piece of paper and saying this is law that they they get indemnity. You know what? The governments ought to tell these companies where they can go take a flying leap for and say, we don't need your stuff. We got other things that we can take care of, but they're getting paid off. You know, I made mention of Donald Trump and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And a lot of people have a problem because uh, of course it's touching on their idol of, of Trump and that he got a million dollars from Pfizer for his inaugural. And I had somebody write me and say, well, but, but Joe Biden got one. I understand that. And Joe Biden's just as corrupt, but that's my point. It's not enough to let that stick because if I put out an article and said Joe Biden's corrupt and he got you know $1.87 million from Pfizer or whatever the number was that he got as well, then the conservatives, the Christians, the constitutionalists would sit back and say, that's right, that's right. They wouldn't bring it up and say, well, wait a minute, let's make sure that the, that the score is even. Trump got a million dollars from They don't do that. So that's why I bring it in. It's not because I'm supportive of Biden. It's because everybody and their brother will go after Biden. That's one thing. And they're right to do so. But to bring it up about Trump and to push, you know, his FD is somehow different than theirs, pushing things through that were never done before. And then this continuing on into the Biden administration is just absolutely amazing. But this uh, Dr. Malone, he seems to be seeing what we're seeing. And, of course, I'm not a medical professional at all. And I read through the statements on the FDA website. I listened to the, the phone call. I read the letter. And I'm sitting here going, what, what exactly did you guys approve and I think you came away with the same kind of questioning, didn't you, Suzanne? I did. I did. It, it, it's not very clear at all. And, and as you said, and, and as we start looking at it, the devil's always in, in the details. Well, there is definitely a rooster in the hen house with this. So I, I'm just not seeing it, especially. And, and if you read the approval letter and, and you pull it up on page six, and, and this is the FDA's own statements. It is their own statements. We have determined that analysis of spontaneous post-marketing adverse events reported under Section 505K1 of the FDCA will not be sufficient to assess known serious risk of myocarditis and pericarditis and identify an unexpected serious risk of subclinical myocarditis. Furthermore, the pharmacovigilance system that FDA is required to maintain under Section 505K3 of the FDCA, which is the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, is not sufficient. 
sufficient to assess these serious risks. Well, that's a big issue right there. You don't even have anything in place to do this, but yet you deferred all these studies, and there is a whole list. I mean, the rest of the pages are what they have deferred. And, and, it's, and it's just incredible. Well, now, here's a question I have. So this is the first time I'm seeing this, this uh, term, community, was in these, in these approvals. So was this mentioned before at all in the past, whatever, you know, almost two years that we're going on here? You know, it was only, it was only two weeks to, to flatten the curve. And now two years later, almost, almost. Uh, we're having this going. I never heard the community. Now, was that something that has ever been mentioned before up until this week, or, or, or no, am I missing something? No, it's been mentioned here? before. It was in Europe because okay. remember, BioNTech is out of Europe. Right. They're out of Mainz, Germany. Right, Germany. And if I am not mistaken, uh, and you would, would, I'd have to go back and look at this, but there was something that came up that the who was the one that said, "Oh yes, community out of." Uh, BioNTech, yeah, that would be the one to approve. And I want to say that that's what they were using in certain European nations. And and they were calling it, I mean, still it was under Pfizer BioNTech, but they were giving it the name Comirnaty. Now, you heard what Dr. Robert Malone says, that what Pfizer's putting out and what Comirnaty is, they're similar, but they're not exactly the same. But if you look at the the documents, it was a copy-paste from what Pfizer's ingredients were to what Comirnaty is. But the, the FDA letter to Pfizer extending the emergency use authorization indicates they're similar but different. Right. And so this leads me to, to a question, because one of the things that I, I do remember in the reporting is that oftentimes the fight, we would just shorten it and say it was a Pfizer shot, but it would all it would always be tied Pfizer Bio, BioNTech. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was both names that were together. It was just shortened to Pfizer, I guess, because more people were familiar with Pfizer and all. But I, I remember clearly that was the case. But you're saying basically they're two different companies. They mm-hmm. have similar injections. But mm-hmm. they they do have differences, and do we know specifically what the differences are? And and tell people some of the things that we're not going to be able to know from the package insert because they're claiming it's proprietary. Can you kind of explain that to people as to why that's such a big deal too? Okay, when you're talking about proprietary information, do you have to remember BioNTech is the one that had this uh, came up with this? There was a guy. Oh gosh, when was it? it was not long after this these things first hit. He just couldn't wait to tell everybody he was the one that came up with this coding for the mRNA that is in this stuff and how fast he did it. And it was in main mainstream. It wasn't alternative media that covered it. It was actually mainstream. And, of course, that's what I got called a conspiracy theorist about. Oh, was this the guy from Moderna that was saying we could hack your DNA? No, 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 no. That's Calzax. This guy was a, I want to say he was a chemist with BioNTech. Talk about how he's the one that coded this particular, for for them, for them. Um, 
and it looks like somehow Pfizer ended up in a business relationship with BioNTech to kind of be the manufacturing and everything arm here. I, I mean, that that's the way this reads. That's the way the approval reads. It's just, that's why I said it's so convoluted. It, it's hard to hard to say. Well, yeah, yeah, I, and I I totally agree with you. It is convoluted. Let's let's go back to the um, what Dr. Jane Ruby was saying. Let's get a couple of minutes yes, in there let's do. and and inter, and interrupt me where you want to comment on that. Okay. Okay. All right. Here as as a a prevention, they literally say, "quote to prevent COVID nineteen uh, for um, twelve. Uh, I'm sorry, for sixteen years and above." Uh, they go on to say that they are approving or seeking approval for a third shot uh, and, and further approval, as you know, for 12 to 15 years old. They, they, they leave a lot of information out. There's a lot of data missing. The animal studies, the preclinical, as we suspected, were probably not done or not disclosed. Those are required to be in the package insert. None of that shows up here. And the only contraindication, you have to, you have to wrap your heads around this, the only contraindication, which is listed on a package insert, those are all the, the people or the conditions under which you should never give this medication. There's only one, Stu, and it's anaphylaxis, which is a severe react- reaction or allergic reaction to any kind of chemical. And, and they, they ride on the coattails of the emergency use authorization. And I have to tell you, there's nothing in this world that has no limits to it. The, an EUA is not a free pass to poison the world. I want to take the, the listeners or the, the viewers rather through uh, this document because you have to understand I've identified what I believe are t- at least 20 crimes uh, in this package insert that the FDA committed. Uh, let me let me go through those. OK, yeah. first of all, they they approve it. Uh, for the SARS-CoV-2. We know, we've been talking about this for weeks, no one's ever isolated or shown the the, the proof that it's been isolated uh, from a human being or in a human being, right? Uh, The second crime, they disclose nothing of what they legally are obligated to do. We don't know if the company didn't do it. This company is getting away literally with murder. Remember we talked about the black box warning? On the front of this package insert, there is a warning, but it's very light. It's very brief. It mentions two things. Out of all the things we've witnessed, we've seen the Brittany Galvins with, uh, with Guillain-Barre. We've seen people with blood clots drop dead or have the blood clots shown on your show that are as large as baseballs. None of that is revealed in here at all. Uh, the two things are myocarditis, and they say, gee, it happens basically within seven days following the second dose. And the second issue that they warn doctors about is fainting. And watch this. They say the only recommendation is procedure should be in place to make sure the person doesn't injure themselves when they fall. And then under the adverse event reaction section, there's nothing about blood clotting, about neurological damage, about uh, uh, damage to the, the organs and all of the other things we've seen. How about all the hematologic uh, damage. There's nothing, Stu. There isn't any mention of it. Uh, let me go on. And by the way, where are all the adverse events on that adverse reaction section of this thing that the CDC listed, which, which is what I just enumerated? Another, another crime. 
They say it's for intramuscular injection only. Well, people are out there in social media, and I've watched them because I'm a nurse practitioner. I've given thousands of injections of all types, and a lot of people are injecting this subcutaneously. They squeeze the fat under the arm, and they just stick it in the fat. Yeah, I've That's seen that. not intramuscular. Mm-hmm. Right. The other thing is um, they talk about the vials and that each vial has six doses in it. Uh, and, and they, they discuss how to, to dilute it with normal saline, right? This is physiologic saline that you could literally drink or put in an IV. All right. The crime they commit is that they, they say you have to use their normal saline, but they ship it separately. Okay. So, so what is someone to do if they don't have that, if it didn't show up with the frozen, uh, Pfizer shot, they use their own normal saline, Right. Okay, lots of problems here, Stu. Let me just go through a couple of other things because I think people need to be aware of the dangers. This is actually corroborated for me, the dangers that we've been uh, suspicious of, the little bit of information we've gotten from some of the researchers who've looked inside the vials, who've done blood smears. Let me go on to just share a little bit more. Please. Um, They clearly say that you uh, cannot mix this with other Injections, other, you know, vaccines from other companies. Yet we've seen on CDC documents that if they took their first shot from Pfizer, yeah, they can go ahead and get one from Johnson and Johnson. It's crazy. Um, Let me let me share something else. They do acknowledge here, Stu, that immunocompromised patients, those are people whose immune systems are subdued, could be from a disease like an autoimmune disease. Oftentimes, it's because they're taking medication to protect them uh, from rejecting, say, a transplanted organ. They go on to say, and I quote, immunocompromised persons, including individuals receiving immunosuppressant therapy, may have a diminished immune response to uh, this injection. And by the way, uh, they don't say not not to give it, right? They don't tell you you shouldn't give it for myocarditis and pericarditis. They use very reassuring language that mostly everybody recovered. Yeah, a few people made it to the ICU. You know, Stu, we've had over, as far as I know, worldwide, we've probably had over 500 deaths in 12 to 17-year-old uh, children uh, from myocarditis or some kind of ca- cardiac event. Um, this is just outrageous. Um, okay, can we start right they there? They also say because the clinical trials were. Yep, go ahead. All right. What she is saying is exactly the same thing that I found when I read the package insert. That's why I said it's a joke. It is not anything like you would find normally on any package insert that comes out with a medication that you would expect as a practitioner to even go in here and look and say, okay, what is it that I'm looking for? What have I got to say? What have I got to tell them about? Yeah, you don't even get anything like that. It's it's ridiculous. They downplay everything. Let me tell you what they do say. Oh, well, we have, um, let's see, I've got my sheet here. Uh, they talk about unsolicited adverse events. All right. Now, to me, an unsolicited adverse event would be some things that we're seeing, like pericarditis, myocarditis. Those you should not be seeing those. Well, wait, um, wait, wait, let me ask you this: What about the the the, the lady who had the uh, the this flesh rotting thing that the doctor? Yeah, said you was, shouldn't be seeing that either. Yeah, that's not it. That's not in that. the thing. No, no, it's not in there either. What they tell you is malaise, which is discomfort, uh, lymphadenopathy, disease or abnormality of the lymph nodes. Asthenia, which is, you know, a loss of strength, 
hyperhidrosis, excessive sweating that would that is, uh, you know, disproportionate to what the temperature is, and lethargy. That's it. I mean, you don't have anything that's like, well, you know, you could get flesh riding. They do mention Bell's palsy, but they play that down. They don't mention the uncontrollable shaking that you've seen. They don't mention the mental... Um, the neurological stuff. The neurological symptoms. They yeah. don't mention any of that. They don't mention the myocarditis, the pericarditis. They don't mention the blood clots. Well, Where they, is all that? It's not in here. Then, then if they're not mentioning it, and this goes back to what, what uh, something we played the other day. If they're not mentioning it, can they not be held? I mean, even under all of the pretenses of trying to protect them under something that's pretended legislation, not real law, can they not be held accountable for those things they're not mentioning there that are happening to people? And I got to tell you, I, I'm seeing the more this grows, somebody out there is going to get really ticked off that their loved ones, loved one or loved ones, are dying or being injured like permanently from these shots, and they're not going to be able to get justice. And the only way they're going to get justice is to go get it themselves at the hands or towards. They're going to take it right to the people who are producing this stuff, who are protecting these guys, and all this other. And you know what? <clears throat> I'm not sitting here saying, "Hey, that's the right thing to do." But I'm going to tell you what: I'm going to have no pity on the people who get it. Because they're acting criminally against the law. I mean, we're supposed to have equal justice for all, right? I mean, the e pluribus in unum, we're, we're supposed to be having, you know, this this uh, equal justice for all. And yet, what, what do we got? We got some people who, if they got enough money and they can pay off enough politicians, that somehow they can get, I mean, we were hearing it from Dr. Malone, I think it was, to... to you know, basically say, we're not going to provide you with any of our shots unless you, you know, cover us from any kind of harm that comes to the people. Well, I don't know of any other company that does something like that. I mean, a car, you go buy a new car, they don't say, well, wait a minute, you got to sign off on this to say, hey, if, if our axles break and you get in a wreck and stuff, that we can't be held accountable. We don't have stuff like that. Uh, if the engine, you know, flies apart or whatever, and you get hit by a part of it and get killed, or a passenger, you know, we're we're supposed to receive indemnity for that. We don't have any of any things like that. No, and, and and they shouldn't either. But somehow, what they did, and this goes back to when that act was put in place. Somehow, they convinced Congress, uh, the people in Congress, which, you know, before then. Pharmaceutical companies weren't making the billions that they're making now because that came with that law and it came with vaccines. Somehow they convinced these people that, oh, this is really about health. This is for health. We need this for health to prevent disease, for everybody to be healthy. Well, they bought off on it. Now, here's the thing. Doctors are seeing this. We know doctors are seeing this. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny's talked about it. Dr. Lee Merritt has talked about it. Dr. Andrew Coffin's talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. But what ends up happening? The patients aren't seeing Dr. Tenpenny. They're not seeing uh, Dr. Merritt. They're not seeing Dr. Kaufman or any of these others. Just going to the emergency room with these reactions. And the first things these doctors say is, oh, yeah, but that's not caused by this. Now, why do you think they would say that? And I've got the answer for you. Okay, go ahead. Give it to us. All right. The answer 
is most of these physicians are not practicing in private practice. They're either working for the hospital or these hospital conglomerate systems have bought out their practice. Well, come to find out. Guess who funds a lot of these hospitals with dollars? Who has these dollars that Bill Gates and a lot of these entrepreneurs have rushed across their desks and, and then they get to decide where all this goes out to this system? Would you like to know who that is? Yes. Dr. Anthony S. Fauci, head of the NIAID of the NIH. Mm. No surprise there. You were mentioning Dr. Or Dr. Lee Merritt. You know, I <clears throat> the yes. other morning I sent her a text about what was going on, and I said, you know, what's going on here? I said, this sounds really uh, sketchy to use, I think, uh, Dr. Jane's uh, words there. It seems kind of sketchy. And she said, knowing the depth of evil, I'm worried this is another lateral pass type fake. And this is talking about the approval. She said, yes. it's not exactly as the news portrayed it. And the FDA violated codes, which I think is what also Dr. Jane said and Dr. Malone, uh, by not hand, by not holding a hearing. Yes. She said they're supposed to have yes. a hearing on this. Do, can you elaborate on, on that part uh, in this process as well? Normally there is a, a um, they take it through this, uh, it's called the ACIP. They are a group of individuals who look at this. I'll, I'll give you a good example. Um, the drug that was just approved for Alzheimer's disease, uh, Adjuhelm. Adjuhelm. FDA approved this not that long ago. Um, they took it before the committee, and then they look at it, and they recommend yay or nay. Then you've got the community that gets to comment on it and everything. Well, when that committee, the committee that the FDA sent this Adjuhelm information to they said oh no way there is no way uh -uh. we say no to it all well the fda said well poof on you we're just going to do it anyway and and the committee just basically walked out of that because it was like why why would you you send it to us we said no all the because there's usually a commentary period the committee reviews it this has not even done any of that so how in the world are you approving something that really hasn't gone through the appropriate process? Now, Dr. Karen Kingston mentioned something uh, when she was on Stu Peters. And this, like I said, I was up late last night watching this, where she said, oh, yes, this is definitely absolutely approved. But here are some caveats. Um, they've got 14 days to um, prove that this is consistent. Well, are you... Are these files not consistent now? <clears throat> That's Dr. a Jane question Ruby I have. In yeah. that, and, and she will tell you in that interview with Stu Peters that up to as many as possibly 50% of uh, individuals could be getting a placebo. Then on top of this, and, and I mean, it just keeps getting piled higher and deeper. The CARES Act, now this, I, I have not, verified this, but I'm just telling you what she said to Stu Peters, which he has a large audience. She says that the CARES Act uh, basically took away all of this, plus took away informed consent. And I'm like, well, no, because medical malpractice laws are the purview of the state. They make, the state makes the medical malpractice laws, not the federal government. That's and right. the federal government can't say to the state, hey, you can't have this in medical malpractice law. But 
somehow or another, it seems like every lawyer just went deaf, dumb, and blind on it as well as the doctors. Well, I, my thought is there's probably some lawyers who are in on the kitty there, too, getting paid off, just like there are uh, politicians who are getting paid off by these or big threatened. companies. threatened. Yeah, or threatened. That's right. Um, and I don't know why some are not willing to come out and say about the threats or you know any of these uh, approaches that they have. I think we had... Um, what was the guy's name? Jack Abramoff. Years ago, you know, he spent time in jail. He was a lobbyist <clears throat> for uh, for for various people, for people in Congress, or people in Congress. And he was saying, you know, he had like four hundred members of Congress in his pocket that he could get to do whatever he wanted to do. And if that was the case then, imagine what it is now when they're you know doing things like what they're doing as far as skipping the steps, rushing things through. Again, and and I want to make sure everybody understands, this is not just under Biden. This was all started under Trump. The, the fact that it was rushed through to be pushed out in less than a year it should be concerning to anybody, whether you're, you call yourself a Republican, a Democrat, a right-left, conservative, or a liberal, or any of this stuff. It should be concerning you because it doesn't really stand up with the law. And when I say the law, I'm not talking about this pretended stuff where they're you know, covering the backsides of big pharma, but the the moral law. And if people are knowingly putting out something that is harmful to people, if they are knowingly putting out something which they are not following the law, uh, even to uh, establish it as quote-unquote approved to be put out to uh, pregnant women, to put out to be put out to children. I mean, we've heard from, from Kate you know, many Saturdays where she's pointed out, man, we used to protect children. We used to protect pregnant women from any of this experimental stuff. And we've been seeing that being pushed on them as well. We've seen the the results of that, which are devastating in many cases. I mean, we've got, I forget what the numbers were of of abortions that were caused after the people, the, the women took the, the shot or they had miscarriages immediately. All of this I kind think of Dr. Stuff. Jane Ruby quoted it as something like an 80% in 80% uh, a, a miscarriage rate spontaneous abortion rate. yep yep I think that's I think that's exactly right so when we have those kinds of things and then we have the people who are supposed to be upholding the law are not upholding the law they're siding with the lawbreakers I'm, I'm telling you to go to for people to think that we're going to go to DC or we're going to go to court and win that thing I just uh, there's got to be a cleaning of house. This is, and so I'm just going to answer this right quick because I know somebody's going to ask it, and they usually ask it off air. So who are we to vote for? That's not the point. If that is your question, you're still caught in that matrix. It's a trouble, I didn't know our time was running out there. <laughs> We're going to hold over. So if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can join us on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com or BeforeIt'sNews.com. And uh, for the rest of the show, we're going to be over just a, a few minutes here. And then we'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Adios. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And uh, thank you guys for hanging on with us. Uh, Suzanne, thank you for hanging on. I knew we would go a little bit longer because we've still got more of this interview, and there's a lot of information in here. And we're going to have a lot of stuff that Suzanne has provided as well in the archive um, so that you can go over the documents yourself. And I think the people are, are having are, are being hoodwinked. Oh, I agree. Did you know, and I, I know a lot, did you know that the, um, the uh, Pfizer BioNTech, BNT, 
162B2 actually has a generic name. That you hadn't heard that. Yeah, well, let's let's hear it. It's called Tozinamaran. Sounds and like a merry-go-round. This was an article that uh, came out from uh, AAPS, founded on PubMed, and it actually has a generic name. But you haven't heard that name, have you? Well, I didn't hear this community till this week. So exactly, I, I mean, exactly. Me, I, but it's been out there. Yep. it's been out there. We're talking about this going back for a while. They were talking this about the uh, from preclinical research to trials and authorizations. And if you look in that document where we're talking about uh, Tazinamaran, we are looking at where they show you, and and it's documented right here where they ran these clinical trials concurrently. Instead of having phase one, then phase two, then phase three, you'll see in the documentation that you'll have phase one, two clinical trials. Phase one, two uh, clinical trials for uh, anybody response. You'll have uh, two and three efficacy. You'll have two and three adverse events. Then you'll have two and three safety. Then you have three by itself adolescence then you have phase one two and three children under 12 you're looking at this and it's just like what oh i know it's like, why did we not ever know about this why, why did we not know well, about here's this? the <clears throat> here's the question i have with that with this revelation that you've got a generic product has is that generic product going through this this thing, or is it already went through, or is it approved, or is it not approved, or what's going on with that one? Because if you're just bringing that up now, is that going through the process? Is it something that's been out a while? What, what's going on there? Okay, now here, here, what you have to remember about generics: generic is like a chemical name. Uh, it would be the chemical name, like when when we pulled up when I had you pull up the PDR and we looked at promethazine hydroxychloride or hydrochloride. That is the chemical name. The brand name is Finnergan. So when you get a brand name of a drug and it says Finnergan, that is a brand name. If you get a bottle that says Promethazine, that is the generic. Now, here's, here's the difference with generics and brand names. The brand name, it's a very specific. It, every pill has to be exactly the same, you know, exact same ingredients and the exact same strength going on down the line. No deviation. A generic, on the other hand, can have that deviation. See where I'm going with this? Yep. I do. See where I'm going? Yep. So once you get the brand name community, they cannot have any more deviation. So it has to be exactly what they say it is. Right now, it's going by the name BNT162B2. Well, how much variability are they getting in these vials? How much is the difference between one vial to the next, one, even one dose to the next? Or is it a placebo? Is It's not standardized, but this is supposed to make it that way. That's the difference. Okay. All right. Now, I want to hit something here just momentarily. This is going to be constitutional because the FDA is not authorized in our Constitution. Mm -hmm. I I want want people to understand 
how we've been manipulated with the term welfare. Now, most people have in their mind welfare being, you know, somebody gets a check for, you know, they got kids at home, the dad's left, or, you know, somebody's disabled, or whatever the case may be. Here's Tim, in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, well-being, like free from chaos, you know, yeah. no chaos, uh, enjoying the peace, peacefulness of just society, it's not, you know, like your physical well-being. It is a speaking of society to be like, you know, orderly. Yeah, not orderly, and orderly with justice and liberty for all, if, if we want to use the old phrase. Yes. So what I wanted what I wanted to do was I wanted to help people understand some of this. So here's how our constitution starts. And again, I hold it up to the people who who take the oath that they're they're wanting because this applies to them. It doesn't apply to you and me. It applies to them. It says we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. Listen to what they're they're doing, and I'm going to tell you how they do it. In fact, they tell you how they they wanted to do it. Establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish the Constitution for the United States of America. So they've got several things they're going to do when they do this. And you say, well, what does this have to do with what we're talking about? I'm fixing to tell you. They have a few things that they're going to do in this Constitution. One, establish justice. Two, ensure domestic tranquility. Three, provide the common defense. Four, promote the general welfare. Five, Secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. So they've got five things they're going to do. How are they doing it? All of that is in Article 1. They're telling you what they're fixing to give powers to do. And none of them are to write you a monthly check. None of them are to um, take care of you when you're old in a retirement thing called Social Security, a scheme. Guys, I'm just telling you, any of you people who think that Social Security is not socialism do, do not understand what socialism is. It was called out when FDR was putting in place. They don't have authority in Article 1. Congress does not have authority to write law concerning things like that. They certainly don't have any authority in Article 1 at all to write law to indemnify companies, to push uh, a health agenda, or I should say a sick agenda is what what it really is. They don't have any authority to do any of that. Um, And so this is very important when we're talking about even... These people are so criminal. Not only did they not follow the U.S. Constitution, nor do they, they're certainly not following the Bible. They don't even follow their own regulations and laws as what Suzanne has been pointing out, as what uh, Dr. Malone has been pointing out, as what you know, Dr. Ruby has been pointing out. They're not even following their own standards that they've set for themselves. It, it, you talk about the Pharisees. These are the guys who set up a standard for themselves, and then they don't even, they don't even adhere to it. I mean... Am I missing something there, Suzanne? No, you're not missing a thing. They have violated everything that we know about what um, any type of medication goes through approval. But now you got to remember, too, big pharma company bought out the FDA a long time ago when it was taking so long for their products to even, you know, make it through all the coops. They said, oh, well, you know, we'll help you out. We'll... We'll help with your staff. We'll pay a fee. We'll, if we have anything extra, we'll pay an extra fee for that. And it came into just a big, big mess because, well, hey, what does the big pharma do when you're taking a long time? Hey, you know, we really need to get this approved. Remember, we're paying you. This is yeah. strong arm tech. Just get your stuff through. 
Yeah, well, again, I mine is, and some people are not going to like it, but mine is a buyer, buyer beware. That used to be the, the thing. And uh, if you've got people who are acting shady, you you don't go to them. You know, you right. got a, you got a, you got a doctor that every time you go to him, it's oh, um, you know, you need this, you need that, you need the other, and he's going through his little drug book saying, oh, well, here's the symptoms, so you need, I'm going to prescribe this, I'm going to prescribe that, and this, that, and the other. Or you go to the guy who fixes your car, and um, every time you go to him. Uh, you know, to get your oil change. Oh, well, you've got this, this, and this, and this, and this. And, you know, you go in there for a $30 oil change or something, and now it's three, four, five hundred $500 every time you go. It, you begin not to trust people like that because it looks like what they're out to do is they're out to take you for a ride uh, at your expense, and, uh, and they're going to profit off of it. And I have no problem with people who do things to get to – that th- they earn a living from that. that. I think that's a biblical thing. If you do your work – and you you do good work in that, you ought to be rewarded for that. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're doing things like what we're seeing here, and you have total disregard for more than 12,000, officially, more than 12,000 Americans who have been killed after taking the shot, and hundreds of thousands who've been injured, uh, you know, we got a real problem here. And Well, you, you do. Know, and yeah. the problem is, and, and another problem is, Physicians use it to be trusted for their observational skills. Uh, I know Dr. Lee Merritt has talked about this. Dr. Sherry Tinpenny has talked about it. Say you have somebody that comes into your office and they say, gosh, doc, you know, I've got this big black leg. You know, and they're like, wow, you know, you don't have any venous problems. You don't have any health problems. Why have you got this big black leg? You start taking a history and they say oh yeah well i got the flu shot and i'm not saying the flu shot does that let me clarify this is an example i got this injection for this thing you know about seven days ago and then this started the doctor's going wow wow there was nothing prior to that and the only difference is this well then you start seeing more and more come in like that well there then becomes a relationship there what's happening now is they're all foregoing that to say, well, none of this could possibly be being caused from this because that's what we are being told. And that's instead the of gaslighting. Trusting their own, instead of trusting their own observational skills, using their own knowledge, that's where the gaslighting is. Yep. Yes, uh, that, that, you got yeah. it. Yep, that's where the gaslighting is. So some people are saying, okay, well, you know, we've got to do something. How are we going to stand by this is why I'm going to tell you, this is why I finally got into the, with the tactical civics. And it's going to take me a little, it's going to take me a little time to go through the, the first start, although I've read several of the books in years past, but it's to start dealing with it at a county level. We've got mm-hmm. to be able to, to go and lawfully bring the evidence without the corruption of those who can be bought. Out. And even in a grand jury that, you know, is, is a citizen grand jury kind of deal. You can still have corruption. I'm, men are corrupt, okay? I'm not naive or blind to that. But I think the more of them that you have there, uh, that you can bring this kind of thing, and then the militia, once there's an indictment for the militia to go, you know, exact that indictment to go get the people who have been indicted and bring them to justice, that's where the people – we've got to be there, guys. We, we can't just sit back and expect – a vote, and that's what I was saying. If you ask, well, who do I vote for? I'm going to tell you. As far as DC, you're not going to you're not going to see Tim Brown voting for any of those cats up there ever. I'll never give my consent to them because 
they're going to go up there, put their hand on the Bible, swear before God and man to uphold the Constitution, and immediately go in and start either pushing bills that are unconstitutional or signing on to bills that are unconstitutional. And uh, we just got to stop giving them our consent. We've got to start taking the power back, and that's going to happen in our local counties. Now, Suzanne, uh, we, we're already over a little bit. Did you <laughs> want to continue with the interview? Did, was there anything else you want to add, or do you want to just we'll just put that in the archive and people can watch the rest of the interview here with uh, Dr. Jane and, and some of the other things, or is there something else? That's yeah, let them watch the rest of the interview. I want you to show them the BioNTech uh website that I that I sent you because and I told you about halfway down. Okay. You see the little green box? Hang on a second. I've got a I've got the wrong thing open here. The BioNTech website. I'm looking mm-hmm. for that one. Uh I don't that must have been in another thing. <laughs> it may have been in another email. I had so many open so many um oh okay browsers yeah, open. Here it is. I lost okay. track. Here it is. Okay, okay. Scroll on down. You see where it says the because uh, you're keep on scrolling. It tells you about their mRNA technology. Keep on scrolling. Keep on right there, right there. Bullet number three. Okay. Bullet number three. Transient with adaptable activity and half life. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Avoids genomic. Integration problems sometimes seen in gene therapy, potentially resulting in a better safety profile. Potentially resulting, but right. what, what yeah. is this half-life stuff? What is this? The, the key word there is adaptable gene therapy. Oh, the gene therapy. Yeah, that's your key word because what they're saying is mRNA as a therapeutic drug class, and if you if because they're saying it doesn't show the genomic problems seen in gene therapy well when you're talking about mrna as a therapeutic drug class that is gene therapy so there it is sitting right there there it is yeah and i I think one of the biggest frauds that they're committing here is by calling it a vaccine that's right it is because that's not what it is yeah i mean that is not what it is right and and in case people don't know the difference there um and i i put this i think in the article i did as the update, I thought I did this. Maybe I didn't. But one of the th- but the definitions. Oh, here they are. And and I went I went to Suzanne about this because I said, okay, you you've got the Tabor's Medical Dictionary, and I I've brought in Tabor's Medical Dictionary for a vaccine. What, what their definition mm-hmm. is. So anybody can read this. Okay, this will be in the archives as well. And then Tabor's also defines what a medical device is, and I use the Farlex dictionary as well, which they, they yes. say this is defined by the FDA. And yes. any, any article or healthcare product intended for use in the diagnosis of disease or any other condition of its primary intended purposes by chemical action or by being metabolized, all of that's a medical device. That is what they're actually pushing forth. That's what's on the forefront. That's what they're giving the people in the shots is a medical device, not a vaccine, because vaccine communicates immunity, right? Or that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to do that, yes. They, that's never been proven either. Right, I agree. Never been proven safe, never been proven effective, never been proven to stop anything. Um, yeah. Because they, yeah. they're never trialed for that. 
Yeah, Never. well, yeah, and a lot of factors come in where it's just an observing thing, and it's not something that's necessarily repeatable, from what I understand, because you're getting different responses from everybody. Exactly, you are. And what they're looking at is, is your body mounting an immune response? Well, exactly what does that mean? Well, they're mostly looking for the antibodies to the antigens or the toxin or whatever this this thing is made of uh, and we're talking about vaccines in general the general definition but there's so much more to your immune system than just building up antibodies we we've heard this about your 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 memory t-cells all of these other things that are very important in your immune system but there is is your body building antibodies? Well, that's not the only thing your immune system does. It's not the only thing your body does for immunity. That's right. So that's all they're looking at is, is your body making this stuff? Well, okay, it can be making that stuff, but does that necessarily convey immunity? Well, that's not studied. Let the me, hallmark is, well, it makes antibodies immunity, and that's not always true. Let me ask you a question. When you're saying they're doing this to get your body to produce uh, an immune response, mm -hmm. if I take this pen right here and I stick mm -hmm. it in my arm, will my body produce an immune response? Oh, you better believe it. Oh, what, about, you what, what about if you get one of my vaccines? The cop oh, yeah. Had, you're going to get an pen. immune response. You're going to get an immune because, response, right? Mm -hmm. So so all of this talk about getting an immune response is, is absolute – it looks like a smoke and mirror thing to me because – Anything that goes into your body, I mean, when you get a cut, you, it's you get trauma. Yeah, you get well, you get an immune response. Your body starts sending at least what I learned in in health class uh, when they used to teach that stuff in school. Uh, you know, you got the white blood cells that come to attack anything that's going to be potentially an infection or any of these things that have invaded. It's called the a body. foreign substance. Yeah, yeah. So your body I mean, recognizes it as a foreign substance. So naturally, it's going to trigger. You know, your body to respond. White blood cells, T blood cells, they got to go, go to that area to see, well, what kind of work they need to do. So, and if you've got something in there, of course, you're going to get inflammation. You're going to get redness. You're, you might even get a fever, sweats. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about trauma. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know... Um Someone in the chat here, Salt, has said that uh, uh, Woodcock, who's heading up the FDA, is the one who approved OxyContin. Uh, she was also the one to approve the fentanyl, fentanyl. Uh, yeah, that stuff as well. Both yes. of those are highly addictive, addictive, dangerous. I mean, they've killed, you know, because the people, the addiction. In fact, our very own Marianne Perez, who contributes to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, has called, called out Woodcock in three or four articles and Marianne had lost her daughter to Oxy, OxyContin because they gave it to her for some pain, but they didn't re regulate it. And Suzanne, you and I were talking about that before the show. They didn't do it. And this let, and, it, and her daughter ended up dying from it. And Marianne has been on a crusade for decades, outing uh, Purdue and other big pharma you know, producers of these drugs because of how that affected her own family. And that's why she writes and does what she does is to call this stuff out. And, yeah, this chick Woodcock mm -hmm. up there in the FDA is, I, I mean, she might as well be 
Joseph Mengele, for for that matter, for the for the stuff that she's backed, uh, that's killed tons of Americans and oh, never yeah. been held accountable for it. Oh, absolutely, and and uh, and I don't want to leave anybody without any hope because I know all these uh, supposed mandates are coming down. Well, mandates are not law. You can say requirement all you want to, still not law. You always have a choice. It may not be when you like, but you got a choice. But this little, um, and if you, and I know this will be in the archive, the little uh, FDA approval letter. I don't care whether they say it's approved or not. When you go through here and you see all these studies that have been deferred, deferred, deferred. Well, you can't call something safe and effective. You can't call that it works. If all of these studies are deferred, still ongoing, it makes no sense. And I would say, well, you know, some of these studies don't end until 2027. 2027. Yeah. How, how are the, that's, that's the thing I don't understand. How are they approving these things when they haven't even done all of the, the requirements that are there? It's, it's absolutely incredible. Let me, let me end Called on Operation Warp Speed. <laughs> yes, we know who gave us that. That's right. That's right. Um, okay, so let me... I, I tell you what, Suzanne. Do you have anything else you want to input? Because I want to play this short little, little interview... And Please do. Please play the interview. <laughs> well, it, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put the rest of the Dr. Jane one in the archive. Okay. But this is one that uh, Bradley sent me last night. Now, um, this is uh, Fox News. Okay. But uh, the, the, there's there's a guy from um, I don't. Uh, I'm going to have to bring it up here just a second before we get going. Hang on. Let me make sure I pause it. Um, I, see, I don't know even know any of these people. Kelly Shackelford, I don't know. She looks like uh, the chick who used to be over here in um, Charlotte, who did Shannon Bream, I think was her name, and she went big with some outlet. Anyway, she kind of reminds me of her. Anyway, she's interviewing a guy, a, a doctor, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm listening to the interview, and the doctor just to me is smiling. You know, all prettied up and everything and, and doing this. And it's like she's a bonehead about what what she's communicating. And then this guy who's with this Liberty Institute, I don't know what it is, he talks about the law. And since you brought the law up, I thought it'd be interesting if people hear this because he's talking about people who are scared they're going to lose their uh, jobs, their career or whatever, because the business mandates that they get the shot. Here's what he had to say, or here's that interview. It runs about six minutes, so just be patient. But you'll love what the guy has to say because he points back to the law and he says there's no lawful authority for any of this stuff to be going on, let alone uh, mandates by your employer. Here it is. Following the Food and Drug Administration's full approval of the Pfizer vaccine today, President Biden was quick to push for an expansion of the vaccine mandates in the workplace. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader, who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Do what I did last month. Require your employees to do get what vaccinated. I did. Violate the law. Or face strict requirements. He so what happens now to millions of employees who opted not to get vaccinated bit. for various reasons? Let's discuss with Fox News medical contributor Dr. Jeanette Neshwat and the president of First Liberty, attorney Kelly Shackelford. Welcome back to both of you. 
Hi, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Doctor, let me ask you this question uh, first up. I'm seeing a lot of people say this is not a true full approval. There are still reports that will have to come in over the next years and months before this is full FDA approval. Can you separate fact from fiction? What exactly does today mean? Hey, Shannon, sure, absolutely. So today is what a is historic Shannon? milestone, such an incredible achievement because we have full FDA approval for the Vi Pfizer vaccine for those age 16 and up. Thousands and thousands of pages of data have been analyzed, and we, this is a continuous process. We continue to monitor and analyze data for years to come. It doesn't just stop right here. Um, so it is fully approved. What it is not fully approved, though, is for uh, the age between 12 and 16, I'm sorry, 12 and 15. And that's because we need more time. We need and it's at least not six Pfizer months to either. pass. But right now it's fully approved. We have lots of data that shows it's highly safe and effective. And we probably have more data with this vaccine than any other vaccine in history. And this is gonna be something that's probably gonna nudge those who are vaccine hesitant to go out and get their vaccine. Because that's one thing my patients tell me, Shannon, is that I wanna wait till it gets FDA approved. And we finally reached that day. Oh, she's well, ready Kelly, to we've heard push from a lot of folks from the Biden administration shot. say once that happens, it's going to take away the excuses. And now they're pressing companies, private and public, saying, OK, this is your opportunity now to go ahead and follow with these vaccine mandates. Um, I want to play something from Scott Gottlieb, the former Food and Drug Administration commissioner. Um, and he says he thinks this is actually going to work the way the president hopes it will. I have talked to a lot of businesses that have said that they, they don't feel comfortable mandating the vaccine until it gains full approval, that they right. feel they'll be on stronger legal ground to mandate the vaccine. Exactly. So I would expect a lot of businesses now to fall in line in terms of mandates. Uh, Kelly, I know you've already been dealing with employees and, and people who say they don't feel like this is a choice their employer should be making uh, for check them. Check this guy out. He's right on the money. Another job. What's your advice? Well, I, I think what's sad is so many of the folks that this is happening to, they, you know, they feel like, they don't know what their rights are. They don't know what the law is. They, they hear mandate. They think, well, I guess the government can tell me whatever or my private employer can tell me whatever. And it's just not true. We, we actually have a lot of laws in place, both the Constitution, if it's the government, and even for private employers, we have federal laws. Even if you're in the military, that protects you. So there's really not any, almost any situation where you, you don't have a right, for instance, to apply for an exemption, a religious exemption or a medical exemption. And we're having so many people call that don't know that and they think their career is over because of their religious beliefs or their objections. And they're finding out that if they just fill out the form, uh, their career's back. And so I would encourage people, uh, they can go to firstliberty.org. We've got a, a kit that just lays out for them what the law is, uh, what, what their rights are, and they can make their own decisions at firstliberty.org because I think the biggest problem is just the fear and the lack of information that people have about what their rights are to deal with these decisions. And, and there are people who have uh, religious objections. In Washington state, our Jason Rance, who does a ton of reporting and, and flagged this for me tonight, this is a form from the Washington State Department of Transportation. A lot of the state agencies out there are mandating vaccines. If you try to apply for religious conviction um, exemption, Look at this one line that says, if you affirm or agree that you have never received a vaccine or medicine from a healthcare provider as an adult, I mean, Kelly, is that part of the deal? You have to say, I've never taken medicine from a healthcare provider as an adult or else your religious exemption request is not legit? No, this is crazy. This is, uh, some people obviously don't understand what they're doing. Uh, not only do you not say you've never taken medicine or never taken a vaccine, 
there are even people that'll say, well, the Pope says it's okay to take the vaccine, so that must mean that you're Catholic. You, you can't say, you don't have a religious objection. Oh, yes, you do. There's law going back many, many decades, both federal and statutory law, and even the EEOC that says, no, religious beliefs are that person's beliefs. Whether your pastor has the same beliefs as you or some denomination or not, it's about your own sincerely held religious beliefs and following those. And so there are protections they're there in the law. They've been there a long time. And I would just encourage people, make sure and know what their rights are and, and do what your conscience or what your faith tells you to do. Don't be bullied into doing something that violates your faith or your conscience or what you feel like you're supposed to do. Doctor, I want to... Okay, um, I want to end it there. Now, I, when I say, when I mentioned the lady's bonehead, I, I don't mean it that she's stupid or incompetent. What I mean is she is pushing forth the very things that, that Suzanne just told us about. We just looked at the, the the insert they've been waiting on. It looks nothing like something that. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, Suzanne. The 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 particular and let me bring it back up so I'll. We'll the see. physician's desk reference the PDR. Yeah, the PDR for what is the stuff? Prom, promethazine. Promethazine, okay. which is the generic name for Finnegan. Okay, so you know, and people will be able to go there, and you'll be able to see it. This thing is. Longer than my house if you printed it out, okay? <laughs> and so we got that, and then you got the one that they did with this that's like, I don't know, 20 pages in a PDF or something. It's nothing. And It is nothing. I mean, the print is huge. And the PDF, when you read the PDF, the print is very small. So yeah. you, you may have it, you know, two, three pages or something. It's very small. Uh, two, two columns <laughs> you know, to get it in there so the book wouldn't be as tall as your house. Yeah. But this is 20 pages, and this thing is printed, you know, the first the first sheet is just very small print, very small print. So you're thinking, oh, okay, well, this is all like that. Uh-uh. You get back into it, and it's like 12-point print. Some yeah. of it is bigger. And you're like, well, that's 20 pages, okay, but you're not being told anything. So, yeah, and yet, and yet, this ridiculous. Doc, right, and this doctor who's on, and, and this is what I mean by when I use the term bone I'm not trying to be derogatory towards a woman. I'm just saying, she comes on and said, we have more data on this than any other thing. No, we don't. We, we, we don't have more data on it. We, we have a lot more deaths and injuries than any other shot in history combined. We I mean, do. my bull manure meter went off oh, yeah. you know, the whole time she was talking. Uh, because I just wanted to say, you've got to be kidding me. You've got, really, I, I just can't believe she can sit up there and say this with a straight face. And let me just say, FDA approval means nothing. Not a zip, boo. It means nothing. And the reason why it means nothing is because of the shortcuts that they have taken. And it didn't even mean anything to start with. How many medications that are unsafe, that have been discovered to be known carcinogens, that have been put on the market, that were FDA approved. And I'll name one, but you know the others. Gardasil. Yep. Yeah. Well, let me let me play this, this section where the doctor comes back on here on Fox. Oh, please. And because... <laughs> Listen to what she says. It sounds good, but there's no way that she's doing this with every patient. There's just there's too much information for her to actually be doing this with every patient. But I want you to listen to the question that that's asked, and then how she responds to it. I want to give you the final word here on how you walk 
patients through making these very difficult decisions and assessments in a, a very heated environment and everybody wants to do what's best. It's all about patience, compassion, and understanding, and listening to my patient's concern. I sit them down, I tell them the ingredients of the vaccine, mm -hmm. I tell them what to expect when they get vaccinated, and I tell them it'll save their lives. And that's the truth, truth. Vaccines will save lives. And also, <laughs> in, in, to, to Kelly's point, we also should have medical exemptions, uh, Shannon. I don't think you should be vaccinated immediately if you've just had COVID, mm -hmm. because you've got some natural antibody protection. So it's reasonable to wait a, a small period of time before you go on and get vaccinated. But talk to your doctor is what I uh, tell my my uh, my uh, mm -hmm. community. Speak to your doctor if you have any questions or any concerns. We want what's best for you. We want you to be safe. We want you to be healthy. And we want you to know that the vaccine is now fully FDA approved, safe. It'll keep you out of the hospital, um, and it's one step closer <laughs> to ending this pandemic. I, everybody wants that. That's everyone. I mean, is a comedy that. show. I, I, great that's, to have yeah, I'm I'm saying somebody you know Comedy Central ought to pick this doctor up because. It'll keep you out of the hospital. Wait a minute. Aren't the majority of the alleged, you know, Delta scariants, aren't those people who have had the shot? And this yeah, lady you believe said, in the Delta scariant? I mean, I'm still waiting on number one to get here. Well, I yeah, I, I totally scary. agree. I totally agree. <laughs> but I, I just thought people ought to hear it. But this guy, and I got the names mixed up because of the, the way the video is laid out. And it was Shannon Bream. Uh, so <laughs> I did have some memory from, gosh, I don't know. It's probably been 15 or 20 years ago, whatever. Anyway, but Kelly Shackerford. There is no uh, doctor that, ever set, that has ever set me down for with anything like right. that and said that the nurses do that. Yeah. Nurses have been doing that. They don't sit there. Oh, well, let me tell you what's in this stuff. Let me tell you all that. They never do that. It's like, oh, yeah, we got this. And would you like to get that today? We got it in the office. Go out there and we'll, we'll if you want to get it today. Well, one last thing I want to ask or, <laughs> or I want to make mention of is, you know, you made mention of the 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 um, uh, the law that was passed, unconstitutional yeah. law in 1986, gave these coverage. Yeah. And then I think later on it was in 96 or something. There was another mm -hmm. one that kind of added to that with an emergency kind of deal uh, yes. over it. So that that went way beyond any kind of uh, vaccination. That dealt yes, with did. that dealt with any kind of procedure that was done, any kind of tools that were used, medical devices, any of this stuff. It was a coverage for that. So, and I just lost my train of thought because oh, I know what it is. That was about the time that we started seeing coming on television all these different oh, drugs. Ads. Yeah, drugs that were being advertised to the public. It says you need to go and ask your doctor about this. Um, do you have sweaty armpits? Well, we've got this thing for you. You need to talk to your doctor about that. Do you feel a little uncomfortable when you go out in a, in a, in, in a crowd? You know, you're a little introverted. Well, we've got a drug for that, too. Ask your doctor if that's good for you. We've got this thing that takes care of, you know, ingrown hairs or whatever the case may be. They come out with all kinds of stuff that you're just going, and I want to play the Jeff Foxworthy thing. <laughs> where He and his wife are watching those things, and she, he says she's sitting on the couch going, I think I've got that. And he uh -huh. goes, you do not have testicular cancer. And I, I think that's the whole thing is it puts people in the mindset. It's a propaganda towards them to get them to start thinking all these bad things are going on with them. So they'll go and get something which more than likely is going to cause a lot of bad things within them. And, and that is true. And that's when they started letting the pharmaceutical companies advertise to the public. And I mean, I guess, you know, it's OK to know about a product and and things like that. But you've got a lot of power of suggestion coming through that. I know when I went through 
nursing school, the very first quarter we were there, the instructor, and, and it probably was the first class, first or second class ever sitting in a classroom. They said, okay, when you come to nursing school, you're going to learn about all these different, you know, healthcare issues, diseases, illnesses, signs and symptoms and all of that. Let me tell you right now, you are not going to have these because there's this power of suggestion that you get one little burp. Oh, let me go look and see what I've got. Oh, wow, I've got this symptoms. I've got prostate cancer and you're a female. Yeah, no, I mean, because that's that thing. You get these symptoms and you're studying all this. Well, maybe I have that. Maybe I have that. And so we were warned at first, do not fall into that trap to think that just because you have one or two symptoms, that's what you have, because that's not going to be the case. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. Well, again, let me let me end on this note here, because we don't believe in a in a gloom and doom kind of situation. We do believe there is a solution to this, and that is the people bringing these criminals to justice. You say, how do you do that? Well, I can tell you that there is a plan in place to get your grand jury in your own county to get start forming the militia that can happen very quickly it depends on how fast you pick it up and how much you want to push it forward that can happen very quickly like in a matter of weeks or months depending on the speed that you get people to 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 go in and to do that and it doesn't take very very many people i think we were talking half a percent in the county to actually make that happen so there are things that we can do the other thing is you know, the Bible tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood and that we're not to be mixing those things in our blood. Now, some of us have done it in our lifetimes. We've had our parents put it in us uh, or all of these kinds of things. Um, I know this is one of the things I've been very thankful for with my wife is, you know, she was like, OK, basically the majority of any medicines per se that we have is like Tylenol or baby aspirin or something if you know for that. Um, the rest of everything that she does is with uh, essential oils. Um, we use chlorine dioxide uh, and some some other things like that. But I'm so glad that, you know, because I'm not one that wants to go to the doctor or the dentist or any of that other stuff. But I'm so glad that she had some wisdom in that to, you know, kind of protect the family in that way. And so, you know, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to be trusting God. Psalm 91, we're to hide ourselves in Him, and He protects us even from the perilous pestilence. Guys, we are talking about, you know, tons of people being killed, uh, having adverse side effects, all over the claim of protecting them from the common cold. I mean, that's what coronavirus is. You say, oh, this, is, this was done in the Wuhan lab. And well, maybe it was and maybe it wasn't. We, we got the receipts of the money going there and what they were doing. There's no question about that. But the obvious, the, the thing that gets me is, why are we under attack and not the Wuhan lab? Why has the Wuhan lab not had a multinational strike on the lab and on Beijing? Why haven't they had that? And why are they attacking your liberties? Why are they attacking the liberty that you have to be secure in your own body? They're giving you a false narrative. That's, that's all I'm going to say about it. And it's all about money and power. That's what it is. It's all about money and power. And uh, so, Suzanne, I appreciate you joining us today, uh, giving us insight on that. And, uh, guys, don't miss Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m. Till then, see ya.